We've got a special guest and a special treat here for you. Uh, th this guy and, and me go back way, way back. Back to when I was, I don't know, probably 25 pounds lighter. And my, far more in shape. I can relate. Right? Uh, relate. That, 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 of course, is uh, uh, Bill Neal, who, I, you know, I just kind of say, Bill, uh, when I try and describe Bill, I'm like, this is a guy who's basically committed his entire life to community pro programs, community projects, trying to make the community a better place in all aspects, you know, and you've used different vehicles, and we'll talk about those kind of things, and you got some stuff coming up. Uh, your organization used to be called the Champions Association, but now Definitely. it's called Achieving Greatness, Inc. And so you went through a little bit of a change, but still kind of doing the same things, right? Pretty much so. You know, we started, long story short, and I've got a lot of long stories, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, when I came out of college and realized, you know, Paul, it's strange. While I thought I had a professional football career, no one else did. <laughs> so it might have just been in my head. But I came out of Slippery Rock University in 74. I met a guy that worked for the YMCA system. Uh, he invited me to be employed at the Homewood YMCA, where I started as a, a program director. And he said to me, you know, let's create some programs that can bring some harmony back to Homewood. It's following the, the burnouts of the King assassination in 66 and, and the inner city neighborhoods uh, struggling to, re, to rebuild. Uh, it just so happened that a guy named Connie Hawkins yeah. and a guy named Kenny Durrett and another guy you may or may not know, a guy named uh, uh, Bill Graham, who was another great player out of Pittsburgh that uh, played on the national level, were working out at our brand-new YMCA facility. And I I said to Mr. Hawkins at the time, I said, when I was in college, I had three posters on my wall, Connie Hawkins, Jim Brown, and Muhammad Ali. And this is my first encounter with Connie Hawkins. And he looked at me without smiling and said, why would you put those bums pictures beside me? <laughs> and that's how we met. And I said, look, can I name a basketball league after you? I said, you know, I'm, I'm a born and bred football player, but I just love the game. So we started the Connie Hawkins Summer Basketball League. And, and what happened was the other leagues in town were going on, but there was a big, great league called the Dew Brown League down at Fifth Avenue High School. Mm -hmm. And that's where Ricky Coleman and Maurice Lucas and all the greats played. But in that particular summer of 75, that league did not happen. I think it was because uh, Mr. Brown was sick. And uh, so I started the Connie Hawkins League. Just coincidentally, everybody needed another place to go on a bigger level. And that's how the league got started. Connie Hawkins Summer Basketball League ran 35 years. Uh, ten of those years, we were ranked top ten in the nation. Mm -hmm. Several of those years, the Atlanta Constitution ranked us top five in the nation. Easily understood when you talk about Connie Hawkins, Kenny Durrett, uh, Norm Nixon, Ron Carter, uh, Jeep Kelly, Ricky Coleman, you know, yeah. and, and you know because you played in the Connie yeah. Hawkins League. And uh, so we, we had great success on the national level. Uh, Dr. J visited the games when he was doing the Fish to Save Pittsburgh movie here. Uh, Lamont Rucker, who's now an actor, played in the league. Uh, Blair Underwood used to come to the games when he was going to CMU. So it had... Everything going on, a 1,000 people a night. From that, we began to do uh, the Kenny Durrett High School All-Star Basketball Classic, uh, the Willie Stargell Baseball Clinics, the Franco Harris Football Camp. Everything became an offshoot of what I did with Connie mm -hmm. by attracting celebrity personalities to allow us to use their names to bring young people into the programs. Now, 49 years later, still standing, 
And uh, <clears throat> how many people, how many kids, like young people, do you estimate have come through your program? Let's uh, forget even about all of the players that played in the Connie Hawkins League, because that I mean that's astronomical. Let's talk about, but but all of the programs that, like you said, you've started and you've had. I know you've had mentoring programs. I know you've had programs for girls, for boys. You've had programs in different neighborhoods. You've done. How many would you estimate over 49 years you think have come through your programs? Dude, from, from Homewood to Fox Chapel, from Mount Lebanon to Aliquippa, across western Pennsylvania, easily said 20 programs a year for 49 consecutive years, including the two COVID years. We didn't miss a beat. Easily 1,000 kids a year that we had direct impact on. Now, when you speak indirectly about how many kids that we reached through our sports uh, program, uh, how many people that we reached through radio, uh, our radio program that we offered, how many people that we reached going into the schools, you know, all the uh, young people we spoke to in the mm. schools. It's easily, you know, 3,000 kids a year, but easily, safely said, involved directly in our programs, 1,000 kids a year, um, 49 consecutive years. We're coming up on what will probably be my last year. I wanted to get to 50. So, <laughs> so, so next year. Because every, every every time I say that to someone, they remind me that you're not going to quit. You just keep saying that. But next year will be our 50-year anniversary. But, man, we've helped over – we've estimated over 500 kids have been helped directly into college mm -hmm. through the Connie Hawkins League and the Kenny Durrett All-Star Classic. And I and I and it's worth repeating. I've, if I had a dollar for every time I told somebody – that made comment to me about Paul's ice. I said, let me just tell you this. <laughs> Paul's ice could hoop. If he couldn't hoop, he wouldn't have played in the Connie Hawkins League <laughs> because non-players didn't play. But when we talk about uh, the amount of young men specifically and young ladies, but specifically the guys that we helped in the college, when we ran the Connie Hawkins League, coaches like Tim Gergerich and others across the Eastern Seaboard came to the Connie Hawkins League games. As I remind people, and it doesn't take a lot of reminding, <laughs> they didn't come because of me. They came because Connie Hawkins and Norm Nixon were playing right, and the likes. Right, right, right. Uh, guys would remind me year after year how many of them got signed right off the court at the Connie Hawkins game. Right. And back in the day when the NCAA allowed it, when we ran the Kenny Durrett High School All-Star Basketball Classic, which in fact was only second to the Dapper Dan in longevity, um, I, I was in fact – praying and hoping when I went to see the movie air that, that Sonny would squeeze us in there somehow, but we didn't get mentioned. <laughs> because Sonny Vaccaro said, said publicly the greatest round ball player of all time in his mind was Kenny Durrett, bar none. Right. And second to Kenny Durrett was Jeep Kelly. And there's, there's two quick stories about that. Kenny played in the game when the Pennsylvania played the USA team there were three seven-footers on the USA team. Kenny DeRed had 22 rebounds in that game, and the other three seven-footers had 17 rebounds collectively. So Vaccaro loved him. And the story that's been told countless times about how um, uh, the former coach at um, at Marquette, his name is escaping me. McGuire. McGuire. Yeah. And Lefty Drizel were mm -hmm. sitting in the old Civic Arena waiting for the McDonald's All-Americans to come out and play. And there were seven or eight guys on the court, and um, they they kept asking Sonny, "Can you get somebody else to get this thing started? We you know we, we don't want to be here all day." So they had nine players, and Sonny Vaccaro, who will endorse this this story, said to the, one of the ball boys, "He said, look, get in the game until somebody else comes out so we can get this game started.' The game starts, 
And Lefty Drizel says to Sonny Vaccaro, Sonny, we, we, got, we got the roster here, but we don't have – who's this kid that you just put in the game? And Sonny said, well, that's Jeep Kelly. He's in ninth grade. Yeah. He was lighting them up. So that kind of history and tradition that I fell into accidentally has been my life story, and I give Connie Hawkins all the credit in the world for allowing me to start – what what became a vision mm-hmm. and a dream after two or three years in? No, I know I know the mayor has um, you know they 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 were uh, giving out some grants and things of the such uh, uh, recently for organizations like you. I know he in fact he was on the air here talking about uh, Darrell Porter up in the Hill District doing similar type of stuff. Have you do you, have you worked with the mayor on some of the stuff yet? Well, uh, and we quite honestly we haven't worked with him since he's become mayor. In in the past we have, but. And we have not received any of those funds. But let me just say this. Darrell Porter is the heir apparent to Carl Coleman, who was masterful at recognizing young people's needs in this city and did a tremendous job. It cannot be surpassed by anybody. And Darrell has stepped in and and filled that void tremendously. He and Dr. Karen Hall and his crew up at Ozanam, they've just done a tremendous job at the Amage Rec Center, mm-hmm. and it still continues. Yeah, there's no question about it. I just uh, I know that uh, this is something that they're working on, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff you have going on and what's going to be uh, taking place. But this is some of the, this is these are some of the things that I think the mayor is working on to try and basically say, listen, there's got to be positive places. We want to get these kids off the street. We want to get these kids out of trouble. We want to keep them in school. We want to do this. There's got to be positive outlets, and you provide a lot of those things. So, and we're here with Bill Neal from Achieving Greatness Inc. I, I like that. It's a, it's a very good. Uh, I mean, I like Champions Association. I used to like when I'd call you and you know I'd get the uh, <laughs> champions the, the, the yeah champions <laughs> aren't born there that that whole spiel yeah, on your yeah. on your answer machine. I yeah. used to like that, but I like this one too. Uh, I called I called last week, you know, and I got the you, you've got a pretty good you know uh, answering machine message about uh, uh, you know achieving greatness and things of the such. Now you said a couple things to me in in in, in between uh, the break here. Bill, about some of the stuff that you guys are involved in. Again, because of your start with the Connie Hawkins League, and then you sort of expanded to some other sports leagues, I don't think that a lot of people understand all of the things that you and your organization do, right? Um, From the standpoint of feeding senior citizens. Well, like, uh, just talk a little bit about that. I mean, that that to me, and, and, you know, obviously giving out toys and uh, to to kids and things of the such. Well, you know, uh, my dearly departed dad used to say to me, son, one day you're going to wake up and there's going to be a suitcase full of money uh, on your doorstep, or, or at least there should be. It hasn't been that way. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a fight. It's been a struggle. And, and, and trust me, we've had our great fair share of support. You know, uh, UPMC, for example, has been a strong supporter of ours over the years and, and, and others that I can mention. Uh, one of the people that I'm sure you know, Frank Fuhr and his family, um, has right, been yeah, right. just just tremendous supporters for 49 years. The Frank Fuhrer family has, has helped us. But here's how we came to be. I, I I thought that I was ready to be done at age 65, and I retired, and I had the retirement party in the whole nine yards. And and then uh, three months went by, and I realized the fact that I don't golf, I don't have any children nor a wife, uh, and I'm scared to fly. This retirement thing's not going to work real well. So, <laughs> so I came out of retirement. I went to Mayor Peduto and and uh, 
uh, one, my really good friend and great supporter, uh, uh, Rich Fitzgerald, and I said, hey, I'm coming back. Uh, can you guys still support us if, if I come back as not a nonprofit and not a 501c3? Because I wanted to be able to expand and do more things with, with, with fewer uh, uh, limitations. So everybody supported us across the board, continued to do so. We do 20 programs a year. Uh, like I said, 49 consecutive years. Um, we, we do the Cyril Weck Western Pennsylvania Humanitarian Awards. I partner with Dr. Weck, and we honor some of the, uh, the great minds that have come out of Western Pennsylvania. Uh, in, 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 just like Dr. Weck exemplifies, who, by the way, is a Fifth Avenue graduate. I don't know how many people realize that the man the government asked to tell us who killed Kennedy uh, hails from Fifth Avenue High School. Uh, then we uh, partner with the Elite Corvette Club of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and we do a host of programs with kids, with the with the Corvettes, and parades and high school functions, and letting the kids sit in the vehicles and letting them understand that they can own a vehicle like this without selling drugs or committing crimes. And then we do what we call safe summer programs. Uh, we take kids to the zoo. We take kids to Kennywood. We take kids uh, to the airport. You know how many kids never been to the airport? have never been up close and seen a plane take off. Uh, we used to, back in the day, be able to take them into the planes, but they don't allow yeah. that anymore. But but to see the kids' eyes light up, but the real, uh, the real uh, icing on the cake is at the end of our safe summer programs, um, we take kids horseback riding. When you talk about inner-city kids that have never been on the back of a horse, when you walk these 12, 13-year-old kids who want to be tough <laughs> up to that horse and see them back up and see the fear in their eyes and, and, and their reluctance and how it takes us five or ten minutes to get a kid on the back of a horse, but what happens when they come back off the trail, they're Clint Eastwood. They're ready to go. So we, 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 I try to transition kids out of the everyday doldrums that they live in to another place. And we, we do that with sports and athletics, of course. Uh, but that's another way. We do the Willie Stargell MVP Awards Banquet. We do the Connie Hawkins Hall of Fame inductions and, and, and some other things. But uh, there's three things that we do that are extremely important. We feed senior citizens every year for Thanksgiving in the name of the late Reverend City Councilman Dwayne Darkins. Mm-hmm. So we feed 100-plus seniors every year at no cost to them whatsoever. The food, we prepare it, we cook it, we take it into the senior high-rises, we bring entertainment, the whole nine yards. Uh, then we do uh, Toys for Tots uh, in conjunction with the U.S. Marines. Uh, Paul, we've given away two or 3,000 toys every year for like 40 years. The people may not know about it. We had, and this is no exaggeration, the mayor of Pittsburgh, Pauline Calabrese, and I coordinated. We did a toy giveaway at the former Penn Hills YMCA We literally, if you can recognize this in your mind's eye, we literally had cars three blocks long on Frankstown Avenue waiting in line for up to two hours to get four toys. We gave away 4,000 toys. So we we do that kind of thing with a lot of collaboration, of course. Uh, uh, Goodrich and Geist, the the attorneys at law and and, uh, attorney Jack Goodrich, they donate a a ton of money. and, and, And we couldn't do it without that kind of support. But giving away 4,000 toys in a, in, in a virtual snowstorm all day is big time. But the biggest thing that we've done to date, Paul, is something that you can really relate to. I got a tap on the shoulder <clears throat> a couple years back, well, nine years back to be, to, to, to be sure, the great uh, former basketball player Larry Anderson who played at, at the South High School. Would, hold, hold that thought. Go ahead. 
Well, uh, we have Bill Neal here. And, of course, uh, he's from the Achieving Greatness, Inc. Now, Bill, you're getting ready to tell us a story right before uh, we, we took we took to the uh, traffic. So go ahead and finish it real quick for us. Well, you know, the great there's a great basket City League player named Larry Anderson that most people know about, was really a great player, but a longtime coach and a mentor. And he got a call from some people that wanted to establish a City League Hall of Fame. And unbeknownst to a lot of people, there, there had not existed a Hall of Fame for all the City League graduates. Now, of course, Westinghouse had a Wall of Fame or, or Peabody, but collectively. So we, we, we started to do it, and Larry ran into some, some family difficulties, so I, I picked up the torch and carried on with it. We now operate, in its 10th year, the Pittsburgh City League High School Hall of Fame inductions that brings back to Pittsburgh every year. Uh, thus far, we average anywhere between 10 and 15 states being represented. We even had a guy came back from Sweden to be inducted. And what we've done is we've established a criteria to induct the best of the best of the best City League uh, athletes in history into a Hall of Fame of their own. And it's been off the charts, Paul. It's 500-plus people every year. We did 650 people at the Heinz History Center a few years back, and we've had everybody. I mean, anybody you can name has come back to be inducted. A guy named Tony Lissio, who played at Westinghouse High School and went on to play for the Dallas Cowboys and win two Super Bowls, said to me, he said, Mr. Neal, I didn't come back for this plaque. I came back for the purpose. This purpose is off the charts good. He flew in from Dallas against his doctor's wishes because he had had heart surgery. So this City League Hall of Fame is our biggest thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a combination of recognizing the all-time great athletes. Um, it's a combination of that along with a kind of family uh, reunion, if you will. But more importantly, it gives recognition and long overdue credence to the importance of City League athletics, how it was overlooked in the past, how it is still sometimes overlooked by people. And what I say to people is it was great when City League athletes were selling newspapers and on-air advertising for you, but now when they need you to step up, and you people know who you are, but I'm not going to put you out on, on, on full blast here, now you don't want to help after you've made money off the backs of the likes of Fifth Avenue High School and Shinley High School and all those programs that sold papers and on-air advertising. Well, one of the guys, yeah, and one of the guys that you're talking about uh, uh, that we're going to be talking about here in a minute was honored the other day, Sam Clancy. They named the street after him, so we're going to talk about that. We're here with Bill Neal for a couple more more minutes, uh, a couple actually, you know, about 20 more minutes, but my point is uh, Bill – uh, runs uh, Achieving Greatness Incorporated, used to be called the Champions Association. You talked a little bit about the Hall of, uh, City Hall of Fame and the dinner uh, and all of the stuff that goes into it and, and, and what an important uh, thing that has been for a number of reasons beyond just, you know, recognizing athletes. One of the guys that you're probably uh, very familiar with is Sam Clancy, who not only was recognized as an athlete, but was recognized by the city for all that he has meant to the city and all the things that he has done. Um, and they, they named a, a street or, you know, after him, what was it, last Saturday. Yeah. Um, I can say this, and I mean this in all sincerity. Um, I've been in the business here since mid-90s, so that's, uh, what, 25 years or whatever it is. And I've been around the scene, like you said. I used to play in the Connie Hawkins League and this and that and everything. 
for another probably five or six years before that. And of course I grew up, you know, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is I've been in this business and around a lot of different people and a lot of different athletes. And Sam may be the best human being (laughs) I've ever met. Well put. And, and it's, and it's, and, and I don't mean that to be, uh, you know, um, I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I'm not trying to use hyperbole. I mean, a special guy. So I was really happy to see that he got that kind of recognition. Well deserved, well overdue. And and I will tell you that I'm not being outspoken at this point for the last couple of years. I only wrote about my position about Sam Clancy. Uh, I'm a sports writer for the Pittsburgh Courier, and I only wrote about it there. Never got outspoken, never used a microphone to speak about it. But in this last uh, effort, um, uh, it's a group from the Hill District. I believe it's uh, Hill District 2.0 uh, that also got Major Harris, a, a street named after him, that got behind this Sam Clancy thing. I was uh, enormously proud, Paul. The pit cheerleaders, uh, pit officials, all those people showed up. Quit Sam Clancy. Now, here, let me just say this, um, and a lot of people don't know. I I worked with the pit basketball program 1978-1979 with Tim Gergerich invited me to come on as a volunteer coach. I saw Sam Clancy routinely outrun guards in suicide drills. <laughs> not occasionally, not accidentally, routinely at 6'6", you know, 220. Um, Sam Clancy, in my opinion, is the most physically dominant basketball player in Pitt University history. Now, I only go back to 68, but I don't imagine bodies that existed like his before then. Uh, and no one's contested that. And, of course, Charles Smith was a great, great player. But I'm telling you, the guy that went up against Patrick Ewing and gave away six inches, Sam Clancy was just unbelievable as a basketball player. Then he goes to Pitt and puts his back to the hoop for the benefit of the team and plays center as opposed to playing forward facing the hoop, which guaranteed him an NBA spot. Doesn't make it in the NBA. Has 12 years in the NFL and one of those games was the drive, the great John Elway game against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He's in that game. Who does that? And and never played college football, although Jackie <laughs> Sherrill would have had his way. If he had his way, he would have played. Sam Clancy is the nicest. He is the most genuine individual, as you alluded to. And I am now on a platform, like I said, I'm not holding back. Sam Clancy's shirt needs to be retired and hung in the rafters. There's no if ands about it. And when I walked around the crowd of people at his street naming, I didn't get any objections. People are now saying, you know what, Paul, he's the only player in Pitt basketball history to have a thousand plus points, well over 1,600, and a thousand plus rebounds, well over 1,300. He's the only player in the history of the school. No. That alone should get your shirt retired. Yeah. Never mind Pan American gold, uh, U.S. opportunity had there not been a boycott, uh, NFL career. And, and all the other great things he's done. And not just that, all the things he's done for Pitt and working for the university for the last third. And we have someone who uh, wants to jump on here. Gary in the car. Hi, Gary. Hey, Paul. Thanks, man. What, what a home run having Bill on today. You know, I know him. He doesn't know me. But I had the luxury of growing up in the city league, a couple years younger than him. But from uh, from outside looking in, have watched what he's done for people all these years. And when I would bump into him, we'd kid around about that that uh, cool Mercedes he's always had. <laughs> um, 
but if there's a statue to be made, the next statue in the city should be Bill Neal. Well, that's well, I, 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 I'm sure you appreciate hearing that. I mean, I, yeah. Th- 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 thank you, Gary. I think, Thanks, Gary. No, I think he's. I mean, listen, you've done a lot for this community, for the kids in this community, like you said, the seniors in this community, and you're not one, you know. You're not one to just, you know, toot your own horn. Obviously, I'm asking you questions and we're talking, but I want people to, you know, one of the things I, I like about guys like you is you just get it done. Yeah. You know, you just go out and get it done. And there's a right now, there's so much negativity about all the things that are just going on that aren't great in this world, right? And then it's like, well, but but there are still really good things like all of the programs that you're we're, we're talking about with you. And here's what I tell people. The good far outweighs the bad. No matter how bad the bad is, the good outweighs it. And when the bad starts winning, we'll all know about it. So we're winning the battle. But the focus, there has to be greater focus from the media. There has to be greater focus from officials to highlight the good that comes out of the inner city in the black community because there's a ton of it. As I said, Darrell Porter and Ozanam, the YMCA system, the Boys and Girls system, and a host of other programs, Tim Stevens and, and BPEP. Uh, the Urban League of Pittsburgh doing tremendous things. There's lots of great programs, but if you're only inundated with the negative, that's all you believe to be true. So all of our friends and family and members and associates outside of the city, they have a sense that, well, it's all bad, and it's not. There's there's a lot of great things going on. Uh, my my sense of, of things is this, and, and I'm not one to toot my own horn, Paul, but since I'm given this platform, we need help. Every organization needs help. We need more help. My phone number is 412-628-4856. We need sponsorship. We need donated funds. Uh, We need help like anyone else. And we don't get nearly as much Mm -hmm. help as we should get. And and, and I've been known to say this. If you you really want to see a a great basketball camp, give me a whole lot of money. I'll (laughs) give you a basketball camp you won't believe. Well, Bill... uh... Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it does, man. But uh, hopefully we can do this again. Yeah, we should do this again with yeah. food. Yeah, with food. We'll do it. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, we were talking with Bill Neal, Achieving Greatness Incorporated. Um, you know, you've got a couple of pretty pretty important events coming up for your organization. The uh, the basketball camp, right, for kids. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the Hall of Fame dinner that you talked about for the city, uh, for the city league. Let me offer this real quick yeah. before I get to that, Paul. I want to say this. Couldn't have done any or all of this without Connie Hawkins, Kenny Durrett, Franco Harris, Willie Stargell, uh, Dwayne Woodruff, those people that have lent us their names, Elsie uh, Greenwood. Uh, you know, I'm wearing Franco's shirt today in memory of him. You know, Franco's last public appearance was with us when we honored him for his immaculate reception uh, at the uh, – at the uh, City League Hall of Fame last year, and he passed away two days later. There's a whole story that goes with that. So I am enormously privileged to have met these people and known them and the countless volunteers that we've had over the years and staff members. You know, never had negative words in the paper, never had any criminal activity, never had any wayward uh, action in our operation all these years, and it's due in part to the great people I work with, so much so that 
Saturday, tomorrow, we're having a fundraiser. It's called The Last Dance. I threaten, I threaten people to say that this is the last social event I'm giving, so show up for it. <laughs> but if you're interested, we're having a uh, social event, a white party, if you will, where you wear all white, and, and uh, it's going to be out at a location in Penn Hills. If you're interested, call 412-628-4856. And we're going to just say thank you to a lot of people that helped bring us to this point. And, and, and the, tomorrow's event is a fundraiser for our basketball camp. Can't say enough about the late, great Armand Gilliam. We do the Armand Gilliam Memorial uh, Basketball Camp for boys and girls ages uh, 6 to 16. It's coming up first weekend in August. We invite people uh, to participate with us across the board. And and it's called hard work, Paul, because it's done in the way that you and I came through sports and athletics. You know, when a coach told you to do something, you didn't give it a second thought, and you dare not roll your eyes at him for fear of losing one of your eyes. Th- those days of, of hard work and discipline and no excuses – that's how we still do it. It worked for us. It should work for you. And we let kids know the moment they come in gym, we're in charge. You're here to listen and learn. And if you don't want to abide by those rules, there's the door. In 49 years, we've had two kids leave camp. So we let parents know right from the gate, this is how we operate. And we do it in the memory of, of Armin Gilliam, uh, who died much too young. Uh, when Armin Gilliam passed away at 44, he was still getting calls to play overseas. Yeah. And uh, so we miss him. And then, of course, coming up uh, uh, December 16th, I believe, it's the 10th annual Pittsburgh City League High School Hall, uh, Hall of Fame inductions. If you know anyone that was – here's the criteria. Out of, out of, you had to play the City League school. You had to play two or three years of varsity sport. You had to be best of best. You have to be out of school five years. You have to be able to attend. And most importantly, you have to have had strong moral character. If you meet that agenda where you know someone that does, call our office. We're looking for people to induct. Of course, we've done the Clancy's and the Durettes and the Coleman's and all those greats. But now we're still looking for people who deserve to be recognized. Uh, We've gone back to 1930 and, and, and inducted the South Hills football team from 1930. So we're looking for people and we're especially looking for more women. You know, there's a lot of ton of guys, but, uh, you know, and there's a kind of a historical thing. To, you know, from the 30s to the 60s, blacks weren't participating. And then from the 30s into yeah. the 80s, women weren't participating. So now we're starting to get those gaps as we move into the 80s and 90s of finding people that should be inducted into the City League Hall of Fame. And it's well endorsed and a uh, lot, you know, well supported. And and uh, we encourage people to get involved with this. But I can't say enough, like I said, uh, Billy and Jack Goodrich, Dwayne Woodruff, uh, is a guy named, most people don't know the name Dominic Gambino, but he's a guy that kind of stays in the background and uh, has done a ton of things to help us. Uh, uh, And then we have women that are involved heavily in our programs. There's an attorney named Alexis Cobb um, who hails out of uh, Aliquippa, the the great historical tradition that exists there, uh, who believes in helping us so that we can have a hands-on approach in helping more young females. So we've got supporters across the board. A guy that you know, uh, Sean Flaherty, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure you know Sean, uh, is a big-time supporter and came to us because he heard other people support us. So it's it's not been a one-man ship. I've been – to me, it's never been work. You know, my dad – my dad told me a long time ago, if it's, it's all the glitters ain't gold and everything new is old. So if you're looking for pats on the back, you're in the wrong business. So I've been doing it 49 years. I love doing it. I look forward to each and every day. I've been blessed and fortunate. And, uh, and we've had a great run. I've been to the Super Bowl uh, with Franco. I've been in the back of a limo with Dr. J. I was in the Fisher State mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. I, I had a basketball camp with Akeem Olajuwon. I've had dinner 
uh, with Charles Barkley. I mean, I've had a great run, man. So it's uh, that's all and I can say. And you've done, and you've done obviously a great job. Like I said before, you know, you've done you've done a great job. And someone actually wanted to ask you uh, ask real quick before we go to traffic area, but uh, someone wanted to say, uh, do, do you? No, no, no. Do you? Uh, do you? Uh, do you re- do you remember Father Jack O'Malley? Absolutely, who <laughs> a was a great player at uh, uh, where was he? Saint Francis, I think. Or? I think so, and and was at the Connie Hawkins <laughs> League game site almost every night. Uh, There's some that say he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. So, uh, well, we need to have his. We had to yeah. need to have names and. If you know anybody that deserves to go in, get us call us and. Uh, names and numbers is all we need because a lot of you know not to mention the fact that i'm a dinosaur paul so i have <laughs> limited access to all the social uh media dynamics that are available but anybody that knows anybody just call us we the, the motto is this we don't want to keep anybody out we want everybody that deserves to be in to be in and and uh if you if you if you want if you send me 1995 i'll send you pictures of paul's ice <laughs> at uh, champions park in east liberty when he was doing battle against billy Warner in the connie hawkins summer basketball league but i have to warn you it's not pretty <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. well thank you bill so much and uh and good luck in all your endeavors and, and continue to do what you do and thank man. you Keep i appreciate a good fight i appreciate it